Hi, I'm Mary, and today I'm talking with my kids about school shootings. I'm Mary. Welcome to Talks with My Kids. Today is our first episode. Um, We'll be talking about something that is very much on the minds of parents, students, um, everybody here in the U.S. A very popular topic for pundits, for politicians, for the talk shows. And I think what's interesting in all of that is certainly we have been hearing more very recently from students who have survived these shootings, but I think that very much missing from that dialogue are the students themselves. Um, So with me today, um, as introduced in our episode 00, um, my daughter Maggie. Hi. And my son Ethan. Hi. Ethan will be talking into the microphone so you can hear him. Thank you. Um, Okay, so what I think is an interesting perspective for the two of you, and you probably have not consciously thought about this or articulated it before, is that for people of my generation, so I'm on the tail of Gen X, beginning of millennials, like one day I feel like a Gen X, one, one day I feel like a millennial, I'm very much in that kind of split group. The first big school shooting that we were aware of was Columbine. And you guys have probably, Maggie's looking at me weird. I like, you may not even, I don't know what that is. Okay. No. Okay. So it happened in 1999. So for me, for your dad, for your stepdad, that happened when we were in our freshman year of college So we made it all the way through high school, you know, all 12 years of school, not having any concept that if we walked into our school that we would be in any kind of danger. Now, your grandpa, your Gigi, was a public school teacher and principal for, you know, 39 years. He worked at one point in a school where they ran metal detectors um, that the students had to walk through. But even with that knowledge, it never occurred to me that I was in any kind of danger, that if I went to school, there was any possible threat that could have happened. And you guys exist in a very different world. The most traumatic thing that I ever went through as a kid was probably tornado drills. And I remember, and I don't even, do you guys do tornado drills? Yeah, we do. Okay. But to do the tornado drill and you were thinking like, oh my gosh, what happens if like the roof gets ripped off the school or like what's going to happen? Like that was the most traumatic thing that we ever went through. Um, We didn't take fire drills seriously. And for you guys, I remember being very traumatized as a parent to a certain extent when as kindergartners, you guys came home and you were, I guess, for lack of a better term, excited because you'd had an active shooter drill as, you know, a five, as, as a six-year-old, a five, six-year-old. And, you know, saying things like, oh, like, this is what I would do if 
if the bad man came to my school, like, this is what we're supposed to like, do you remember being at that age and being exposed to those like active shooter drills? Like at that age? I think so. I will like, I remember. remember. Yeah. I mean, I can remember when I was like in third grade or something. And I mean, was it always just a part of the landscape for you or were you ever like, ah, this is really scary. I never really thought about it. I mean, I feel like school shootings have been more recent than they have been in like the past years, like when I was in third or fourth grade. Because I feel like I remember doing uh, like an active shooter thing um, in fourth grade. And my teacher, he made us go with another class and then he had to like go and like his position and it all was like somewhere with the office and like I never really thought about it I just thought okay we're doing this drill but like it's not really going to happen in real life but you know like with more recent stuff like it's possible and Ethan do you think like when these things happen is it something that you guys talk about at school or is it something as you're like walking down the hall like are you thinking in your mind like, is it something that affects you on a daily basis, or do you just not think about it? Uh, I, don't, I don't think about school shootings. So the interesting thing is, in, in your school district, there was a high school student who was, who was essentially caught before he allegedly executed a plan. So it's not even that it's this like far off distant thing that we live in some like idyllic, perfect suburb where there's no violence or there's no threat of violence. Um, so I don't know. It seems to me, cause I feel like for parents, like it's a conscious thought. It's something that when I put you guys on the school bus, you know, I'm like, let them be okay. Let them be safe today. Do you guys feel like that when you're in school or do you feel like Like, what's the climate, I guess, is what I'm asking. I feel pretty safe. I mean, I know that we're not supposed to let anyone in the building. Like, if we even see, like, a teacher outside at the door who's like, oh, I forgot my key, like, I need to get in. But, like, you're supposed to tell them, you know, go to the front and, like, buzz in with the office. And we don't have, like, metal detectors or anything, but no one's ever been caught with any stuff like that or no one's ever been trying to break into the school. I think we, we practice lockdowns and things like that, but... I mean, my one of my teachers told me that I think in all the years of her teaching, there's been, like, one instant where, like, someone, like, robbed something and they were somewhat near the school, but, like, not really that at all close. And they were just, like, putting us on, like, a level three lockdown, which is the highest just for, like, you know, caution. But nothing's ever really happened where, like, we need to be worried. So I'm never scared. I'm, like, I feel safe in my school. So I feel like maybe it's more Socratic seminars. seminars. (laughs) Ethan saying podcasts are like Socratic seminars, which for me is really fun because that that's what my professional school was like. I don't know what that I don't know what that is. You'll learn that next year when you're when you're an eighth grader. Ethan Ethan can't tell you. It's a surprise. So I guess that it sounds to me because I always worry that you guys are like actively worried or concerned or whatever. Um, and I think you guys are taught, especially in your school, school district, you know, if you see something, say something. So I hope that that there's that climate there that like, if there were concerns, um, so just moving on 
kind of to something that we were discussing previously, and hopefully we can discuss it with microphones without shouting. Um, I guess looking at the roots of violence or looking at like what is causing these issues. A lot of people have a lot of opinions. People have theories, you know, what has changed over the past 20 years? Is it a lack of access to mental health resources? Is it an increase in violence? Is it access to guns? Is it a little bit of all of these things? So I know you guys were talking a little bit earlier about um, video games and the impact because, Ethan, you would say that you're a fairly large connoisseur of video games? Yeah, yeah, I would say that. And give us an idea of what kind of video games you're playing. Are you playing games where... I mean, it's not like when I was growing up, you're not playing like Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt and give us an idea of the top two or three games that you're playing and what is the context for the games? What's, what are the games about? Uh, okay, so uh, one of my games that I play a lot is uh, Fallout New Vegas and it takes place uh, 200 years after nuclear fire has destroyed the world. And you're a courier trying to, you get shot in the head, try to track down the, the guy who shot you in the head because you miraculous, miraculously, miraculously, yeah, sure, uh, survived. Um, so you hunt him down and then you decide the fate for the Mojave or Nevada where the game takes place and you choose the side of four main factions. Um, and on along the way, you battle like. Uh, raiders and mutated creatures and uh, another game I play Fortnite big surprise uh, it's basically just a battle royale game where you try to be the last person standing by killing everyone else that's pretty much it okay and then I know I'm just saying words that I don't know the meanings to you play a lot of Call of Duty games what are those about uh, they vary uh, there's like, there's one set in like World War Two and uh, the Cold War and the future, and there's three different modes for uh, Treyarch. There's uh, zombies multiplayer and campaign, and then for um, Sledgehammer, it's zombies, campaign and multiplayer again, and then for um, Activision, it's campaign multiplayer and then some other different mode and multiplayer is basically just like Fortnite except you're on like a six man team or there's different types of game modes and you kill the other team and then there's also a campaign which is basically like a movie or a storyline but you're the actual like main character in the movie okay so it sounds to me like there's a little bit of kind of fantasy, like zombies, aliens, that good stuff. There's history. You know, you've got, like, the Call of Duty that's related to World War II, so to some extent. There's a lot of, like, cinematic storytelling. Like, this is not, like, what we used to play. Like, a lot of the stuff I'm looking at that you're playing, it, like, almost looks... It plays like a movie. Like, it looks like a movie. 
And then I guess the other big difference too is that you're playing with your friends. So like they're not here in the basement or they're not in your room, but you're playing online. So you're the friends that you see every day. You're also teaming up with them or playing against them in these games. Yeah. And Maggie, do you want to talk about like your assertion or kind of what you were asking Ethan about earlier in terms of violence and video games? Well, so Video games, a lot of the time I feel like it kind of like romanticizes violence or like guns. And I feel like kids know a lot about guns now or they, you know. Or they think they do. Or they think they know a lot about guns. You know, like I I have a bunch of people being like, oh, I can shoot a gun. I'm like, have you ever actually shot a gun? I'm like, no, but I'm like really good at Call of Duty. I'm like, okay, no. But I feel like with kids, so video games kind of, they aren't good for, like, a developing child. Like, if you're in elementary school, like, is it really the best thing to be, you know, headshots and, you know, seeing all of that, being exposed to that at such a young age? Because then, you know, if, say, you, like, you have some sort of mental problems and that you're not aware that you have those, but you're playing these violent games and then you think maybe uh, like oh it's okay to you know be violent or it's okay to shoot people and you you know your parents don't notice that you say have this mental problem or something like that well and and Ethan I will say I I will fully admit bad mom moment yeah you you have played these video games since you were very young I, I mean, you weren't like four years old, but I think you had the Xbox sooner than you should have. I think you spend more time on it than you should. Like, do you feel, and and it's probably hard for you to say from an external standpoint, but do you feel like this has affected your development in a bad way? Do you feel like it's affected your development in a good way? Like, okay. yeah, do, do you have an opinion about Maggie's statement? I think uh, that it's, it's, uh, I, I I think it's it it hasn't developed me, but mindlessly watching TV is um is probably a lot worse than playing a violent video game, which are usually rated M plus or M, which is seventeen plus. So it would fall under the parents' fault that they they didn't let their child start playing games at a reasonable age. So blaming it all on video games um, because of poor parenting isn't necessarily the video game's fault. And uh, uh, I don't think it's developed me, but I don't know if it's really de-developed me. Or has it, it, do you think it's desensitized you to violence? No. Okay. But just because one kid doesn't, you know, have a, isn't affected greatly by this or isn't violent. Right. And I, and I think that that's, that's why I think that this is such a multi-layered discussion and why we'll never actually come to a good, clean resolution because it almost becomes the perfect storm of situation, opportunity, you know, missed signals, just all kinds of things. Like, no one wants to raise a child that goes out and does this, Um I don't think, you know, a little kid at five and six years old is like, 
one day I'm going to grow up and I'm, I'm going to commit this like heinous act. So obviously there's, you know, a lot that happens in the interim and we're not, we're not going to like solve the issue one. Uh, and that's, uh, and that's, that's okay. I think it's just being able to discuss it, being able to talk with your kids like, Hey, are, are you okay going to school? I think there's a lot of kids that probably aren't okay and might have, you know, developed any anxiety or developed concern about their safety. And maybe they're not comfortable talking about that with their parent, or maybe they feel like, oh no, I'm just being silly or I'm being unreasonable and maybe it's affecting them. And, you know, just to be able to open this line of communication and, and have parents, you know, just have the ability to say like, Hey, are you okay? Is this affecting you? Are you concerned about this? Like, how do you feel when, you know, you have to do a a lockdown drill? I think all of those things are just good in terms of opening up conversation. Um, just to kind of continue before we like close the video game discussion. Um, so today a video game marketplace, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, Ethan steam. Have you heard of it? Okay. So they removed a game today after like outrage where it was basically a video game simulating a school shooting. I heard about that. Okay. (sighs) You know, people defending it say, oh, no, 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 it's not supposed to, to simulate it in a bad way. You're supposed to be able to represent, like, the SWAT team and go in and, like, stop the shooting and whatever. Does this seem to be, like, crossing the line? Does it seem to be, you know, does it, is that sending the wrong message? I uh, think so because... Go. I'm sorry, you can go first. Uh, okay. Um, I feel like unless it's it's, like making you the the school shooter and your goal is to kill students i i don't i think that's crossing the line but if it really is just about like being the the swat team or the police and going in and taking down the shooter on it i don't think that's that's crossing the line max so i saw a video like a news video about this and it said that there are two options you can either be the school shooter or you can be the SWAT team, but I think they were talking about removing the school shooter option after all like the backlash from it. And I think having that school shooter option is definitely crossing the line, especially because they're putting out like at this time where like there's been all these school shootings. And I feel like some like things that we see in the media can influence what we do in real life. And social media and things like that can have a really bad influence on people and they can like make bad decisions based off what they see online and if they're seeing a video game where it's almost being like you're you're being rewarded with like a victory if you kill all of these kids in a school and I don't think that's okay because especially like I said if you have you know mental health problems and you're seeing this it's not gonna affect you well even if you don't it's still not a good image to be putting in a kid's head that you know they're gonna they win a game by killing everyone in the school yeah and i i feel like you know ethan a lot of the games you play are at least have one layer of removal from reality either it's you know something like from history or there's zombies or there's aliens or you know it's something ridiculous like this seems just too close to home and just in at the very least in really bad taste i mean we're talking about 
like children, children trying to go to school, trying to get an education. And now we're like turning this into a video game where we're like making light of it. Yeah, I, I'm not I, I don't I don't know what game this is, but I, I don't I don't know what the, the developers were trying to get at because uh, there was also like a game that was like made around the JFK assassination. And it was supposedly like uh, made to like put you as like the shooter uh, to like understand history better. But it was really just made to be a joke, so I'm not really sure like why they would create this game if it included being the shooter. It just seems pointless and crosses the line. Yeah, and again, so don't you think there, at least to some extent, is an element of don't you think there is an element of us being desensitized to violence? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because you see these things, and you know, you might think they're okay just because. There's a video game based on it. Yeah, but at the same time, there's kids who can play these games for years and years and years. And I don't think Ethan is, you know, any more prone to violence than he would have been without them. Um, And I certainly am not going to, like, jump 100% on the bandwagon of supporting video games because if, you know, his video game console was smashed to smithereens tomorrow... Like, I would be totally happy. But I think there are certain things, you know, that maybe he has potentially gained from it. Like, I I think it's more detrimental than not, but I don't think it's been, like, 110% detrimental to him. Yeah. Um, I I feel like video games wouldn't be the only only cause of, like, children, like, uh, like, like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because like movies are also rather violent, and and even though technically you are like playing as someone like shooting other uh, characters, I feel like movies can also desensitize you. Yeah, because in a lot of them, you know, movies can be really bad. Not just for like violence, like they can romanticize like cigarettes, like smoking's cool, or like drugs and alcohol is cool, like. And especially it does it with video games, movie, anything in social media can influence someone to think differently and desensitize things. Ethan, did you have a question about what we were discussing? Uh, So what does uh, being desensitive to uh, with video games? Okay, so what I mean by that is, well, and I'll use an example that's really dating myself and you guys may not even understand it, but like... It, the big thing I think when we were teenagers was were you allowed to go to a Quentin Tarantino movie or not? And those movies, yeah, you guys are looking at me like I don't know what you're talking about. So those movies were very violent, very bloody, high body counts. And so I think the question was often posed, are we being desensitized to violence like are we not thinking about the fact that like those people being killed, like those are people, they have families, like people are going to miss them. So when you're shooting up people left and right in your video games, does that mean that, you know, you're becoming less sensitive to the loss of human life, to violence? Like, does it make it easier to consume? I guess that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about being desensitized. Um, I, I feel like 
Uh, it's not. It's not as bad because I mean, it's like, it, like it's usually not like you're fighting like good people. It's like you're fighting Nazis or you're you're shooting Nazis or you're killing some futuristic soldiers that that and since it's a video game it doesn't really matter if it's it's not like you're you're doing it in uh, reality and you're like actually killing people with fa- real families so you're saying there's still that like l- that layer of removal from reality yeah maggie what about i know your brother was making inferences you know you talk about him playing video games all the time i think he was making inferences to you watching Netflix all the time? Well, I guess it depends on what I'm watching. But, I mean, sometimes I want to watch, like, a cartoon I watched when I was five. So, like, obviously that's not doing anything to me besides making me feel like a five-year-old. But when there are more serious shows, like the show 13 Reasons Why, which is really controversial, like, especially when it came out with its first season. Right. which could be, like, a whole other yeah. podcast episode. I've seen both seasons. It's really good. It's really informative. It, like, talks about topics that aren't talked about and i feel like the shows i watch don't desensitize me they make me more open to the fact that these are actual issues in the world and that i need to be aware of them so i guess it really does depend on what you're watching because it's a lot there are a lot of games in the world but i feel like there are a lot more shows and movies and like mini series and stuff like that and the majority of them aren't that violent when it comes to like shows and stuff but there are is like there's r-rated things and you know pg-13 and stuff like that and i feel like in superhero movies when there's like people fighting and stuff i'm never really like disturbed by it but when there's things where there's like killing or like very like bloody like gory stuff i get kind of fidgety like i'd prefer to not be watching this because i'm i guess i'm a bit more unokay about those things well and i guess i shouldn't you know, I'm not trying to qualify the conversation in that, like, are you guys being desensitized? Do you, like, are you feeling violent? I'm, I'm, t- because you two are, you know, fairly well adjusted. I think we're in pretty good communication about your mental health um, and what's going on with both of you, which unfortunately isn't the case for every, you know, parent and child for a variety of reasons. But, just backing up should video games should violent movies should those and i and i mean we haven't even like scratched the surface of this discussion of this debate in the past you know half an hour this is just really to be a conversation starter for parents were and and kids we're not at all trying to solve the problem or talk about every single issue, every single thing. This is just to really kind of get people thinking and get people talking um, between parents and kids. But do you think that these things should be part of the discussion in terms of looking at how can we reduce violence in schools? Do you, do you think that that is part of the valid discussion or do you think that this is just d- distraction and, and gets us away from what's really going on i think in like a broad range video games and violent movies and shows would definitely i think reduce school shootings or reduce violence in schools because teenagers are being exposed to this Uh, and yeah i i don't i 
I don't think it's uh I think it's uh it's not a distraction to um it's it's not a distraction to the to to reduce violence in schools but I think it's it's not a priority compared to to parents um parenting their children and understanding their mental state and and to say that video games and movies cause violence in schools is a uh, is it's just like parents blaming their poor parenting on something else. Okay. So that would be a whole nother podcast yeah. episode, which is Ethan feeling that, that poor parenting is to blame. So, I mean, I kind of agree with him. I mean, a lot of it, it a lot of it's, it's <laughs> interesting that that would be your perspective, but I mean, that's why, you know, we're doing this and having these discussions is because, you know, we're trying to get, a better idea of where you're at, what your thoughts are so that, you know, parents can talk to their kids about these things. So, all right. As I said, we haven't even scratched the surface. We could talk about this for 10 more episodes and still not be through everything. Um, But like I said, just a conversation starter to give people, you know, some starting points to, to talk to their kids and, and have these kind of conversations, whether they're at the dinner table or in the car or, you know, what have you. So we're going to wrap up for today. Um, I'd like to thank Ethan and Maggie for being a part of our first episode. Um, and I'd like to thank my dad for uh, engineering for us. Um, stay tuned for our next episode. Uh, we will reveal the topic at a later date. Um, as I said before, please check us out on our Facebook page, Talks With My Kids, as well as our Instagram feed, Talks With My Kids. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope that this gets you talking with your kids. And we'll talk with you soon. Bye. Bye.